Hello folks, welcome to Cinema City, aka Sin City. I'm your host, Stefan Eccles. In today's episode, we're going to be doing another hidden gem. Hey, what can I say? Okay, I don't know when these hidden gems are going to happen. Uh, right now, there's not a lot coming out in theaters, so we're going to be talking about old movies or movies that I like, and you're just going to have to deal with it. But today's episode is one that I am so excited to do. Like, I've been wanting to talk about this movie... I've always talked about this movie my whole life, but this is a movie that I've always wanted to champion, and now I'm getting to champion it. And uh, I think I consider it probably the king of hidden gem comedy movies of all time. And we're going to be talking about 1996's Sergeant Bilko. That's right. Steve Martin's movie, Sergeant Bilko. Uh, we'll go over some details first before I start gushing about it because i, I got to stay a little bit structured here. Because uh, I could rant and rave about this movie all day long. But like I said, it came out in 1996. It was directed by Jonathan Lynn. I'm not really familiar with any of his work. But as I said, it stars Steve Martin as Ernie G. Bilko. Dan Aykroyd as John T. Hall. The late, great Phil Hartman as Lieutenant Colin Thorne. And Glenn Headley as Rita Robbins. That's... Uh, uh, she was also in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Steve Martin, too. Uh, uh, that's another one. Oh, my God, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I got to put that on the list. That's another one that's just, I, I would say, Hidden Jim. You know, they remade it recently called The Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And uh, how, how you could even think about touching Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is beyond me. But she's also in the movie, and she's great as Rita. She really is. She's the perfect uh, counterpart to old Bilko. <laughs> Excuse me. So a little bit of details on the movie. The genre is a comedy slapstick humor. Uh, it's rated PG and it's box office. So it made thirty-seven point nine million, and uh, on a budget of twenty-nine million. So it was a bomb. It was a massive bomb, actually. It was not something that was uh, the highlight of uh, Steve Martin's career at the time, and the critics absolutely ravaged it. I think it has like a thirty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just were not a fan of this movie. And, uh, it's just crazy. This is one of those, I feel like if people over time, they didn't like it when it came out. And I think probably the reason was it's based off a 1955 TV show that was pretty fairly uh, popular. And I think those people at the time reviewing it were just probably fans and they just weren't going to like it. Um, me personally, I've never even seen the show. I have no idea what the show was about. Uh, I, I don't ever want to see the show, actually, because I don't need to. I've seen the movie, and I love it. Um, so let's do the synopsis. Let me go over to Rotten Tomatoes, do my Rotten Tomatoes synopsis read. Holy crap, this one's long. So here we go. When not trafficking in contraband, Sergeant Bilko, Steve Martin, oversees his base's gambling operations and occasionally runs a little con game, all under the oblivious nose of his commanding officer, Colonel Hall, played by Dan Aykroyd. After Bill Cole's old nemesis, Lieutenant Thorne, shows up intent on ruining his career and stealing his girlfriend, Rita Robbins, uh, Bill Cole must take extra care to cover his tracks when concocting the perfect scheme to take down his foe. Like I said, pretty long. And yeah, I mean, that obviously that's what the movie's about. And it's, whew, I'm excited. As you can hear, I'm pumped. So... Let's uh, let's get into my thoughts a little bit, okay? Um, 
I'm going to start off with talking about this is, you know, I had this boxing movie. I mentioned this in the quick introduction uh, episode, episode uh, two. And I talk about this box of movies that I had that I've rewatched over and over and over. Uh, the reason I love movies, I always have even when I was little. And this was one of the pinnacle ones that was in that box. I'm talking one of the ones that is, is very dear and important to me. Uh, and not only that, my family, like my mom, my brother, and my stepdad, literally, were the only people I've ever heard in the world quote Sergeant Bilko ever. It blows my mind, and there's so there are so many quotes, and it's just between me and my family. Um, and you know, I'll kind of, I'll say some quotes when I'm talking about scenes here in a minute, because oh my gosh, it's endless. Space is curved. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh Steve Martin. But I mean, this is uh, speaking of Steve Martin, man. This is by far the most underrated Steve Martin movie and performance of his career, uh, without a doubt. I don't care who wants to argue with me. I mean, who doesn't love the jerk with Steve Martin? I love that movie, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about it one day on this podcast. And he's amazing in that. He's amazing in Father of the Bride. He's amazing in Parenthood. He's amazing in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I am a diehard Steve Martin fan. I grew up on Steve Martin. Um, two wild and crazy guys. You know, his, his, his stand-up, his SNL. He is, he is a, you know, I do stand-up comedy, and he is a comedy our acting icon and idol for me. I mean, he's in my top three favorites of all time. Um, probably behind Jim Carrey and Sandler and the Sandman, Adam Sandler. Um, but Steve Martin is uh, holds a very uh, dear place in my heart. And this is my favorite Steve Martin movie. And I know that's probably sacrilege to say as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a beautiful movie and The Jerk is hilarious. But this is my favorite Steve Martin movie. And it's it's not – I don't think it's just because I grew up watching it either. His performance is pinnacle Steve Martin. Like it, it it's so perfect for him and he knocks it out of the park because Bilko, you know, obviously who he's playing, is not really a good guy. He's like as you read as we heard in the synopsis. He's a con man. Uh, he's a sleaze. He's a narcissist. He's left his girlfriend Rita Robbins at the altar on more than one occasion, and yet you love him because he loves his platoon. He works in the motor pool. He's the uh, head of the motor pool, and he loves his platoon. He loves his men and women, and he'll do anything for them. And you root for this horrible guy and uh, because Steve Martin does so good with it and he's so perfect. Um, you know, uh, as I was talking about, the critics did not like this movie. But one critic actually really liked this movie. One of the few positive uh, reviews it got was by Roger Ebert, believe it or not. Um, I'm actually going to read a little bit of, from his review because I think it is a perfect way to look at this movie and it's exactly why i love it so roger ebert said one of the pleasures of the movie is all the little jokes hidden in the corners like the children's daycare center with the encouraging motto they won't die (laughs) that's right they won't die and it's just so many moments like that throughout the whole movie i mean uh, (laughs) phil hartman's character is trying to take bilko down in any way he can because he screwed him over in the past really really bad and uh (laughs) At one point, they switched barracks because they, they did a surprise inspection, and uh, 
because they were actually throwing a uh, hockey tournament in there, so it's completely destroyed. And so they're in these other barracks, and uh, Phil Hartman's like, line up in front of your rooms. We're doing an inspection. So they all line up, and they have no idea which rooms are behind them. They have no clue. <laughs> and uh, they walk into this one with this guy, this white guy, and, it, and everyone on the wall is like these these big, like Emmett Smith, these big you know black uh, idols and icons. <laughs> And he turns over to the dresser and he picks up this picture frame of this family. And it's an all-black family. And he goes, who are these people? And this white, little white guy goes, it's uh, the family uh, and cast of my favorite TV show, The African American Hour. You know, it's funny, but it also makes you think. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then they go into the next room. And uh, it's, it's a woman's room. And the guy who was in front of it is not a woman. And Phil Hartman's going to the closet, and he pulls out this bra and a high heel, and he asks him, he goes, are these yours? And the guy replies, it's my understanding that you can no longer ask me these questions, sir. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd goes, yep, it's a new army, Major. We're all adjusting. <laughs> it's just so many moments like that constantly thrown at you. There are a hundred jokes in five minutes. I mean, it's one of those movies that's going to keep constantly giving back um, the whole time. And that that's a big part, too, with the supporting cast. Because the supporting cast in this movie is amazing. I don't have all their names in, in the motor pool. But every single one of them, each has their own character. And every one of them are funny and hilarious when, when they're doing something. Like, they all... this. That's what's so frustrating about this movie because... You know, no one knows about it, but when you watch this cast, they obviously had a blast, and everyone is on their A game, and everyone is so game to do this, and it's just so much fun to watch. It's like this this crazy, you know, drunk, gambling, addicted motor pool of, of, of characters that, that, that you want to, like, you know, it's like, man, I kind of want to join the army if it was really like this, and, and you love all these guys. And, uh, you know, they, they all have that, that same kind of negative stain on their personality like Bilko does. But that's why they all love each other and they're great. Because the movie, uh, it's based – it starts off with this uh, the gentleman Wally. He's a new recruit and he's actually been assigned to the motor pool. And he's a very straight-laced, serious soldier. Um, and and, the, and everyone, as I mentioned in the motor pool, is the opposite of that. I mean the, the first – um, introduction he gets to these people is he walks into the motor pool and uh, Doberman, who is one of the gentlemen, is uh, playing tug-of-war with a horse. And this all started because Doberman said, I feel as strong as a horse. And someone made a bet and Bill Coe jumped on it. <laughs> so now, now he is doing – I mean that's Wally's first impression of these people. And the whole movie he's bumping heads. The whole movie, he's just not seeing eye to eye with these people, and uh, and th that that makes for so many funny moments. Because uh, Wally, you also like him too. He's not like a jerk or anything. He's just trying to be, you know, a, a stand up guy and a good person around <laughs> around a sea of of, of non good people. Um, but you, you gotta love that. I loved all of them. I mean, huh. for the rest of the supporting uh, not supporting cast but starring cast. Dan Aykroyd plays the buffoon general, and he's so good in this role. And what's great about Dan Aykroyd in this is that he's the perfect counterpart or the perfect boss of Bilko. Because he just doesn't seem to notice all the horrible schemes going on around him because he just loves Bilko. And they get along great. And Bilko definitely takes advantage of him, but never maliciously. 
he's never mali- he he loves the you know the colonel too. He he's a you know they 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 really do like each other, but he he definitely takes advantage of the fact that he's kind of an airhead and he he doesn't really pay that close attention. Um, I mean, for instance, so Dan Aykroyd walks up. They're testing this hover tank. This this is the pinnacle of of, of showing how buffoon this man is. And the guy who's building it's like all stressed out because he doesn't think it's going to work. And he's describing what the demonstration is going to be like. He's like, "Yeah, it's a, we're going to shoot at that target. It's going to go boom." Then we're going to hit target two, kaboom. And then we're going to shoot that target over there, boom. And that should be the demonstration. <laughs> and Dan Ackward goes, yeah, but one thought, Major. What if we went boom, boom, then kaboom? Save the big kaboom for the grand finale. What do you think? <laughs> and the guy's looking at him like he's crazy. He's like, I'll make a note of it, sir. <laughs> like, uh, and this is the guy leading this, this entire army post. <clears throat> which is on the verge of being shut down by Phil Hartman's character if they can't prove that they're worth a, worth a darn, you know? And uh, and that leads me into Phil Hartman, man. Um, the late, great Phil Hartman. You know, he holds a special place in my heart as well, uh, specifically for this movie, but really everything he ever did. I love him on SNL. To me, he's probably in the top three most underrated SNL performers of all time, maybe the first, because um, without him, he really was the glue for that show throughout the entire, excuse me, uh, decade of the 90s and you know on news radio he was fantastic and you know unfortunately when he was you know he was murdered by his wife in his sleep it was a really really horrible thing when it happened and it still is but uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out and, and and basically say thank you for all the good times you've you've given me and and I think Phil Hartman himself is a hidden gem that most people our age my age I'm 27 just don't know or probably don't care to find out. But if you are a comedy fan or you like anything like that, I mean, you're going to love Phil Hartman in this movie. <laughs> and Phil Hartman and Jingle All the Way, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just great, man. And um, he deserves all the respect in the world. And, uh, and uh, rest in peace, Mr. Hartman. So, you know, In terms of what people may not like about this movie, you know, this is one of those that's probably, I'm not going to have really any criticisms because I love everything about it. Um, you know, a lot of things that happen in this movie aren't really that realistic. You know, if you go into this expecting some real kind of uh, serious, not serious obviously, but, you know, comedic moments that happen in dead reality, this isn't the movie for you. I mean, this is, again, slapstick hilarious jokes it's not like airplane or like you know the naked gun or scary movie it's not like that it's not like spoof slapstick but it is 100 joke a minute every line you know the characters it's one of those it's just a fun movie man you got to go in having a good time throw you know put on some popcorn get you a soda relax have a good laugh and, and just drink in all these awesome characters who put in a great movie they really did, and everyone brought their A-game. Everyone cared about it. There wasn't anyone in the cast that looks like they were doing this for a paycheck. you know. And the fact that it bombed and it was a stain, if you want to call it, on Steve Martin's career is a real shame. And uh, I do hope this, this someone here, whoever hears this, who's never seen it, goes, you know what, I think I, think I might uh, check this movie out. And I hope you enjoy it, and let me know if you do. Uh, my rating for this movie... It's pretty obvious. I'm giving it the top rating A+. Plus because I, uh, first of all, it's in my top five favorite comedy films of all time. Easy. 
easy. And I don't even want to, I mean, Dumb and Dumber is my number one of all time, but it may, you know, in terms of number two through five, I, I don't really have an order, but uh, this one's really close up there next to Dumb and Dumber, and it's got an A plus from me. Um, and not only that, as I said before, it's my favorite Steve Martin movie. His performance, uh, it it's everything that's great about Steve Martin as a comedian. He does so, <laughs> he does so many great things. And uh, the quotes are endless. Like <laughs> quotes are endless. You, you, you don't have enough time. You don't have enough paper to write down the quotes. I mean, there, uh, Wally. He's he's meeting everyone in the motor pool. This is another quote for you. And he's he's meeting all these people people in the motor pool. And Steve Martin's introducing, and uh, and it, Wally's picking up. Like there's a lot of really negative, probably illegal things going on in this place. And uh, Steve Martin's like, look, man, we're good people. Any one of us in here would take a bullet for you. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, not in the chest. And everyone's like, no, no, not in the chest. You know, maybe like the, you know, the foot or something. <laughs> well, not in the chest. <laughs> oh, you know. And, oh. and then Wally takes one of them down because he starts attacking him. And he does this awesome, like, karate move. And Steve Martin, you know, this is the kind of stuff they should be teaching in the army. And Wally goes, they are. He's like, no kidding. <laughs> it's like they know nothing. They don't care about any of it, and they are their own world. Um, but, man, uh, check out Sergeant Bilko from 1996, Steve Martin film. Let me know what you think. It's got an A-plus from me. Have you seen it before? Uh, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Uh, and it, do, what are your hidden gems? What did you grow up watching that you don't think enough people know or that, that, that's uh, close to your heart? Let me know. If I've seen it, I'll do a review. Um, and if I haven't, I'll check it out. Doesn't mean I'll like it, but you'll get my honest review. Uh, until next time, folks, thanks for joining me.